This is The World in 10. I'm Toby Gillis. And I'm Cara Bentley. Delighted to welcome you to the Times of London's take on the world's events, including today an extremely controversial case involving a British schoolgirl who joined Islamic State in Syria, which has come to an end with the UK deciding it won't allow her back into the country, probably forever, having stripped her of her citizenship. The Kremlin revokes an 11-year-old decree relating to Moldova, which may indicate an additional focus on neighbouring countries beyond just Ukraine. And two of the biggest bands the world has ever seen. Now veterans may be about to collaborate on new music for the first time ever. I'm not quite sure, but these two might become the first double supergroup. Now, a case that often divides people is that of Shamima Begum, a British 15-year-old who ran away to join Islamic State. She had her British citizenship revoked and she wants it back. Yeah, I mean, she arrived in Syria, didn't she, in in 2015. Mm. Um, And it's basically caused controversy for genuinely years in the UK. It was back in 2015. Um, But today, and the reason we're talking about it, is because there has been a ruling on an appeal against the British Home Office decision, which was to revoke her citizenship. It effectively meant she would not be allowed to return to the UK no matter what. Yeah, so essentially the Special Immigration Appeals Commission has agreed with the Home Office, who made their decision back in 2019, not to give her back her citizenship. Their main reason is that the theory that she was trafficked into Syria unwillingly is insufficient to justify allowing her to return. Yeah, I mean, she was found actually by a Times journalist, wasn't she, in a Syrian Mm. camp in 2019. It was Anthony Lloyd. She said at the time that she had no regrets. She even defended some of the uh, the so-called Islamic State's brutal acts although later expressed some contrition, but it it wasn't enough, effectively, for the Home Office. And now today, these uh, people within the Special Immigration Appeals Commission looked at it. They agreed with the Home Office, as you say. And interestingly, the Times' crime editor, Fiona Hamilton, explains that Shamima Begum is actually not the only person in this position. She's one of about 60 or so British or former British citizens in those camps in northern Syria. Some of them actually did not have their citizenship stripped but they can't get back because they don't have documents and even if they did they would have no means to leave those camps where they're obviously under guard so the British government still has a problem of all these people in those camps some of our allies have started taking them home the Americans in particular because there is a a growing concern that there is a terrorism risk there but we're stuck at the moment in, in a bit of a debate about what people should do with them. Now, the Home Office has said they're obviously pleased that this decision agrees with their decision from 2019. Amnesty International, they've described it as a very disappointing decision, but that's the decision that's been made. Shamir Begum has lost her appeal. She remains in Syria, and she's also still considered a serious security threat to Britain. Now to the piece, Cara, that we've been dreading, haven't we? Not because of the content, although that isn't exactly fun, uh, but because there is a difficult pronunciation in it. See if you spot it. Uh, There do appear 
Real concerns really now that Russia is just beginning to cast its eyes at neighbours beyond just Ukraine, to Moldova in fact, after it revoked an 11-year-old decree um, that effectively underpinned Moldova's sovereignty. Uh, it relates to a place called, here we go, Transnistria, which is, uh, <laughs> got it right, in the eyes of the international community at least, Transnistria is part of Moldova, but it's kind of run by Russian-backed separatists, and there are Russian troops based there. Effectively, Russia says it doesn't like the way that Moldova is going. Last week, it confirmed its new prime minister, who is very Western-focused and wants to form closer ties with the EU. Yeah, so essentially, Transnistria is similar to the Donbass uh, in Ukraine, where there are a lot of people who maybe feel more Russian. It's got a bit of more link to Russian heritage, more Russian-speaking, but it is actually still part of Ukraine, or in this case, part of Moldova. Only on Monday, its foreign minister, Niku Popescu, was speaking about this. Uh, he's been worried about Russian-supporting politicians within Moldova, and more to the point, what their plans are for some time. These uh, corrupt politicians are working with Russia, and they are waging a hybrid war on Moldova, and it's very important to get EU support in limiting and constraining these Russian-supported attempts at destabilizing Moldova. Definitely a story to watch, especially maybe because we certainly still need to practice saying the word Transnistria. Well done, you got it right. the short trip from the Times office to the home of one of our sister companies, Virgin Radio. This is the music heads of the building and uh, I'm going to ask some of the great and good of the station who they believe are the two biggest British bands of all time. Uh, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. The Beatles, because obviously, and then I'm going to say Genesis. Phil Collins is big, man. Spice Girls. And yeah, Beatles, I suppose. I'm thinking the Saturdays have got to be up there. And then I think Girls Aloud. <laughs> James, you're the music man, I've just been told by one of your colleagues. And your answer is? The Beatles first, then Queen. Well, welcome back. Thank you. You got here quickly. I I'm, did. I'm not sure you're expecting the Saturdays to come up. <laughs> I'm not sure I disagree, but... Uh, I'm not sure many people listening will know who the Saturdays are, but look, most of the people named the Beatles, there was a few Rolling Stones as well, and they, I'll be honest, were the key to that. And it's probably time we explain what this story is, isn't it, Cara? Well, it's been reported that uh, the closest thing to a collaboration between the Beatles and the Rolling Stones is potentially going to happen, as Sir Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr are thought to feature on the new Stones album, with McCartney already having recorded bass parts, according to Variety magazine. I've come down to floor 11 where everyone is typing away down at the Times and uh, I'm here with Susie Jagger who is the Deputy Foreign Editor and she's going to tell us about some of the stories that they are uploading today. Uh, we have a story about um, Baroness de Rothschild. She called herself the Baroness, by the way. Um, she's a 90-year-old lady who's worked her way up 
through French society and she um, has published her memoirs and is saying that the Me Too generation has turned uh, women into people who are not feminine enough and too pushy and men becoming too weak. And we also have a story about Woody, a pet boar, who is big and jealous and stroppy. And he's owned by uh, a lady in France, again. Um, and uh, she is pleading with the authorities to take him away because she hand-reared him um, since he was um, a, uh, a... I don't know, I have to confess, I don't know what a tiny boar is, um, but a small pig, anyway. We've got one more story to highlight for you. And Cara, do you remember the name Camilla Valieva? I do. Tell me why. Yeah, the 15-year-old skater from Russia who won the team skating gold at the Beijing Winter Olympics last year. But it then turned out that she had previously tested positive for a banned substance. You'd think by now this whole saga would be over. But of course, mm. as often happens with Russia and doping, it takes a long time. So last month... Russia's anti-doping agency announced, of course, that they were absolving her of any responsibility. But the reason it's still ongoing is that we've now had a response from WADA, which is the World Anti-Doping Agency. And they basically disagree with Rusada's response. So basically, we still wait. They want a four-year ban. But we still sit here with this confused issue about... How much responsibility should someone that young from a country known to sponsor doping activity of their athletes and what should be done about it? We still wait to see. Yeah, what a horrible case. Well, that's it for The World in 10 today. Yeah, you can read more on all these stories on The Times website and app by taking out a Times digital subscription. We'll see you tomorrow. Listener.